Welcome to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. I'm your host and the president of IAW, Megan Bizzuto. This show features amazing women from the IAW community who are climbing the corporate ladder and taking their communities with them. Are you ready to be inspired? Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to Unlimited Horizons, the podcast by the International Association of Women. My name is Megan Bizzuto. I am your host here today and so excited for this conversation. <laughs> um, we, I have I have a fantastic guest joining me today and, and I laugh because I listen to a lot of her content and I gain a lot of tips and insights to help keep my life more organized. And so I'm excited for this conversation because a little background about me. I'm a full-time working mom of three kids and my life can get a little bit crazy. I've moved seven times in the last 12, 12 or 13 years. And, and both the physical stuff, the digital stuff, the, we, we accumulate stuff, right. And we, we have to-do lists and we just pile on and pile on. We love to say yes to everything. And so joining me today, I have Janet M. Taylor, who's the president and CEO of Totally Organized LLC. And Janet is the expert when it comes to systems and organization. And we are going to have a fantastic conversation that will leave you hopefully with some tips and resources so that you can, you can escape that feeling of overwhelm and feeling like you're always chasing and live a more stressful organized life. So Janet, welcome. I, I love that you're joining me here today because as I said, I listened to your podcast and I listened, I, I, I have learned so much from you. So to have a conversation with you, I, I have lots of questions and we're going to dive right in. <laughs> um, I'm excited to be here, Megan, because I remember the last time when we were like in person, you were here in Philly and we were just kind of having that conversation. So I'm excited to just kind of like kind of continue what we yes. were talking about. So yeah, um, thank you so for having me. Share with us. Um, you started Totally Organized LLC in 1994. So Take us back the, the your journey of getting to the space of where you decided to to start this business. So I was working for a company and another company that happens got a got received the contract that we were currently working on. I applied for my exact same job, but they told me I wasn't qualified. But during the interim of the layoff, I came across an article of a woman who was actually going in and speaking to other people within the office about how to be more organized. And I was like, well, people always say that about me. So then I did research. I found that there was a local chapter. There was a national chapter of organizers. And from then, and I'm so thankful that I was still living at home because I was going to be moving out. My mother said, you know, no, we're not going to even think about that right now. Took one of the extra bedrooms, turned it into my office. And that's how like totally organized got started. I love it. I love it. Now you have some really fun features. So I, when I, when I first learned about this about you, I was like, how cool is this? How do you make this happen? So April, 2018, Janet appeared on the Rachel Ray show where she was crowned the clutter-free queen. She's appeared on HGTV's mission organization. She's been featured by Ikea and the Philadelphia home show. And in 2020, her organized home was featured in apartment therapy. How cool is that? How amazing that you get to spread this message in some yes. really, really amazing places. I love it. I love it. I'm just so, I was just so honored just to have all of those opportunities just come my way. But also what I must say, Megan, is I had to be organized in order to actually, you really kind of 
embrace all of those opportunities, specifically Rachel Ray, because right. that was an entire week of going back and forth with her team on Friday. They say, hey, Janet, we want you in New York Wednesday. Oh, okay. That means hair. That means this, that, and the other, and transportation and everything. But so, yeah, so organization played a key in all of that happening. Yeah. So I want to, I mean, organization is is so important, right? And I, I think that I'm going through something personally where it's like, okay, we, we had COVID where everything just stopped and we had these moments where things were, I, I have three kids. So my house was insane with having three kids mm-hmm. home, but we didn't have to be anywhere. There was no soccer practice. There was no grocery store. There was no like being out all the time. And now we've shifted back to where there's, there's, we have to be in multiple places every day at the same, like there's all this overwhelm. And so the, I I see this a lot with friends and colleagues as well, where we, we have, I think seasons of life where we get really busy and where work might be exploding or things with our kids or things with our partners or friends. And so let's talk about how organization helps to, um, eliminate the stress Right. Because I, I, I get the feeling that people add on and add on and add on. And then suddenly we're like, ah, <laughs> I've hit my breaking point. <laughs> and, and you're right, because they're taking, you know, like our closets get so full and cabinets, our calendars are the same way. And really what I share with people is sometimes is looking at what the priority is. What season are you in? You know, there are people who have small children. So, of course, it's a different season than people who have teenagers or even college age children. So it's really looking at what your season is. And also sometimes even as women looking at what's going on at work. Okay, I know the first quarter of every year I am going to be focused on this. So therefore, that means that your calendar needs to reflect. You know, you may not be doing as many outside volunteer activities because you're working and then you're doing home stuff so that other stuff will have to be put on the back burner until maybe the spring or the summer. So it's kind of really looking at your life like that. So you can really have a little bit more balance. I love the idea of setting priorities and looking quarter by quarter, right? Because you can usually Mm -hmm. predict, like I can tell you every June is going to be crazy. I can tell you, given the ages of my kids and the things going on at work, that it's going to be busy. Um, And when that's baked into when I'm planning and and doing all my work, I know, okay, The word no needs to be on my list in the, in the month of June. If you ask, I need to be able to say no. Um, unless it's something that's higher priority, obviously there's, there's things that come up. Um, so we talked briefly before we went live about to-do lists and, and how do you, do you use a to-do list? Do you do write it down? Do you use something virtual? Talk to me about to-do lists and how these can help aid this, this organization system. So actually it kind of goes First, it starts with my planning, my planning day. Well, not a planning day. It's just my planning time with Janet. And of course, you know, if you're in relationships, you know, partnership, marriage, kids, sometimes you can really have that family time. But for me, it's just my planning time with Janet. Week to week, I look and see what's going on on my, you know, digital calendar. And then from there, I can plan my to-dos. And I actually, yes, I have like a physical planner because I realized, you know, even though the digital calendar is wonderful because at a glance, I can see, okay, I'm supposed to be here, but I need a lot of times those details and I write my to-do list 
and my planner. Mm -hmm. And also it helps me because there were times when, and I'm sure, you know, you've experienced as well as the listeners where, you know, you, you think you've got your week plan and all of a sudden you look at your next day and you're like, wait a minute, all, I have all of those meetings scheduled now and all of those little things that you wanted to do, you can't do. So you want to have the flexibility to kind of just rearrange, but at least you've got some structure. Because they're saying, Megan, that if we spend at least an hour in planning, then we can save ourselves three to four hours in execution because we've already wow. got some kind of strategy. So I, I want to I want to repeat that an hour in planning will save, save three, to four, three hours. to four hours in execution. execution. So think mm-hmm. about think about for those listening. Think about if you don't already sit down and make a weekly plan, start trying it. Take one small step next week uh, or today when you're listening to this. Uh, to make a plan, because if you're if you're making up three to four hours in execution, think of what you can do in three to four hours. <laughs> so much stuff. So, so much. much. And then also just be flexible with yourself, because, yes, my meal prep day is usually Saturday mornings. But then there were times like this past weekend I was away. So my meal prep day had to be changed. So just kind of be flexible with yourself. But also, Megan, they're finding if you take just as many as 15 minutes the night before, you can save yourself an hour the next day. Just 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. That could be making sure you know where your keys are, making sure your shoes are where they're supposed to be, and they match because I've Getting heard some stories. your clothes. I, I yeah. swear, if I set out my clothes the night before, I I waste zero time in the morning. If I walk into my closet first thing in the morning and I have to pick out an outfit, it takes me 10 minutes. And it, yeah. it's amazing that like it's – it, and so I do the same thing for my kids too because it's nice to just say, okay, it's there. Go, go, go. Yeah. Everyone's going to be ready. Whatever we can do the night before, we do the night before. Yeah, because you have a smoother morning routine when you do that. You know, yeah. when you know everything is in your purse or your tote or your backpack, everything is in. You can just grab it with your keys, put the shoes on, and head out the door. Right, so, right. Yes. It's – yeah. Um. I also really like what you said about flexibility, because I think sometimes we get into this rigid, well, okay, meal prep is on Saturdays, but guess what? I wasn't home on Saturday, so it's not going to happen. And, and we have to, we have to plan for the week. We have to plan for the week that we're going to have. So if we're traveling or there's a change, because there's nothing worse than coming home from work on Monday night and realizing there is no food in the fridge. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> I have um, been there, uh, but, but that's why, like I sit down and do that planning. So I'll know, okay, meal planning is going to meal prep is going to be, okay. It's going to be on Friday this week, grocery yes. shopping. I may usually do on Thursday mornings, but you yes. know what? This week is going to be on Tuesday. So that's what I mean. Just about the flexibility, because then you think about all the things that you, we all need to do. We got to make sure we get the groceries, the, you know, make sure we do cleaning, make sure we do, mm-hmm. you know, laundry. And even with cleaning, I had to be flexible because I grew up in a household where my mother would wake up on Saturday mornings. Her Saturdays consisted of cooking, cleaning, and just, you know, food shopping. And I'm like, I don't want to spend my Saturday doing that. So then I just started making sure I incorporate cleaning throughout my week. Mm -hmm. And when I do that, I'm spending like 15, maybe 30 minutes doing an area. It makes it so much easier. Yeah. So the thing I want to touch on there is the uniqueness of you own your schedule, right? Just because something works for you doesn't mean it's going to work for me. I actually like the Saturday morning clean and we, I I get my kids involved and we turn on loud music and we just bust through the whole house. Um, I try to 
keep up with it during the week, but, but usually it ends up Saturday morning. We have, we have like a one hour push where we get everything done. Um, but that's what works for me. And it, I think that through different seasons of life or depending on what each person's unique situation is, come up with a plan that works for you and, and whatever your plan is, that's okay. Don't, don't let others, like the other people might have ideas or things that you want to try, but it doesn't have to influence how you set your week up and how you're successful with the never ending to-do list. <laughs> and that is so true. And that is so true. And one thing that just came to my mind, Megan, is that in regards to time and blocking it out, making sure, and they're also finding that sometimes we need to just double the time we think something will take. We're going to take a quick break to talk about the International Association of Women. We talk a lot about the challenges women face, and we know that the best way to overcome challenges is with a supportive community by your side. The International Association of Women is here to support you throughout your professional journey. No matter where you're at in your career or business, IAW has the resources, tools, programming, and events to help you make progress towards your goals. This includes frequent networking events where you can show up authentically and share your ask with the community, a resource library filled with ebooks and templates, and monthly workshops and webinars that are geared towards helping you maximize your potential. Visit www.iawomen.com to learn more about the IAW community and how IAW will help you fast track your success. All right, let's get back to the show. Because maybe you think it'll take 15 minutes, but block out 30 because if it takes 20, 25, you'll feel great because, hey, I got it done, you know, in less time than expected. But if you block out 15 and it does take 25 or more, you're going to be frustrated. Because the example I share is, for example, and and I've done this and maybe, you know, one of the listeners is, oh, you know, I'm doing for the quick run to the store. And you say, oh, it's only (laughs) going to take me a few minutes and you get there. And all of a sudden you're thinking, wow, there's a lot of extra employees. That's because they're switching the store around. So the milk used to be to your left. Well, now it's somewhere on your right and you got to figure out where it is. And you're bumping into everybody else who's frustrated. So that's why you just want to add a little bit of extra time. Yeah. I, um, so I'm a big fan of time blocking and using my calendar in a way that sets me up for success. And I go through waves of this. Sometimes I'm really good. Sometimes I'm not, but I find when I start to feel overwhelmed or like I'm missing tasks, I block time on my calendar and I look for gaps of white space. And then I, I put a block, but when I put that block, I write, I make a list of what I'm getting done during that time. So it's not just a time block. It's actually a time block to do something. I also block, I'll block time for exercise. I'll block time for Drive. If I have to go to an in-person event, I block time to make sure I have time to drive. So I'm not scheduled back to back. Um, and I think that that that's really helped me from a time management perspective, not feel like I'm constantly back to back to back. And I, and I do that as well. Like, like you said, not only blocking the time, but what are you going to do with that time? Cause I do the same thing. It's like, Oh my goodness, I got five meetings a day. I'm blocking some time because I don't want anybody else to kind of get in there. And therefore, and then I also have my to-do list, which is in my planner. This is what I want to do during that time. Yeah. yeah. I will also, I will block, if I find I have a lot of meetings, I will block just general work time because Mm -hmm. like, it's like, so like right now we're recording a podcast and guess what? I have 30 minutes blocked after this podcast because I have three episodes that I need to transmit. And so like, I, I'm, 
I kind of try to be smart about like, if I, if I'm back to back to back meetings, I need time to digest and process what's happened during those meetings. And, and so getting better about blocking that time so that you don't feel like you're scrambling and constantly (laughs) dropping balls. (laughs) And that is true. And I like what you said about the exercise too, because I like to walk and I want to walk at least maybe four to five days a week. So what I do, sometimes I can walk before I get started in the morning, but sometimes I'll have to schedule in the afternoon, but that's where that planning comes in. It's like, okay, on Monday and Wednesday, I can do early morning, but on Tuesday, I have to wait until like two o'clock, but I'm still going to get my walk in. So yeah, that time blocking and scheduling is so key to really just kind of balancing things. It is. Yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. I it's, it's made huge differences in, in my time management and life. So I want to ask for people who, who are tuning in and kind of feel like they're in this place of overwhelm or this, this never ending to-do list, what would be your number one tip for someone to start doing today? That's maybe a little bit easier to execute so that we can start off with a good, like a good habit or a good routine or something we can do today. That's not, because a lot of times I think we put off getting organized because it's like, I'll use the closet as the example, right? You open the closet and it's like, oh, <laughs> it's going to take me weeks. <laughs> and so like, what's one small thing we can start doing today? Well, one tip I heard years ago, and I've really tried to follow up is like, you know, three goals a day. And the three goals are one, you should have one definitely for yourself. Mm-hmm. So that could be to exercise, drink more water, do something. But then of course, we all have those working career goals. Like what's one thing that you really need to get off of your to-do list? And then, you know, a family goal. Now for single people, it could be just maybe being, you know, connected to someone, maybe sending a text or an email just to connect with somebody, but just three. Yep goals and kind of just balancing out everything so yourself family was like social and definitely work and that's it and then just kind of go through your week and if you want to add a little bit more that's fine but also just be realistic about how much energy and how much time you have when you make these to-do lists because one friend she had 30 items Megan on her to-do list (laughs) I'm thinking just 30 days in a month please can't you just put one day ambitious about what what yeah. is the the big to do versus the the breaking it down? I love what you said about setting three goals and breaking them up because the other thing I find is once I feel build momentum with actually accomplishing those goals, I'm driven to keep going. And so if if you can like it's like crossing stuff off your list feels really good, right? And if you can move yes. move things off your list consistently, it just helps build that momentum and keep you going. It certainly does. Okay. Yes, and nothing so like- important. Taking that <laughs> it was like, yes, I did something today. Yeah, we've joked. Uh, my father has a tendency to, like, if, if it wasn't on the list and he did it, he writes it on the list so he can cross it off the list. <laughs> and you know was- what? Tell your father that I do <laughs> that too. In good company. <laughs> yes, yeah. I do that. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. wait a minute. I accomplished this. Let me, but it just gives you that feeling of fulfillment. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I yeah. understand. Yeah. yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we start to wrap up here, I think I have two more questions, but before we do that, so I already follow you on social media and I love all your tips and resources. Where can our listeners find you online to follow along? You can follow me on Instagram. I'm Janet, the organizer. I'm also Janet, the organizer on TikTok. And of course, you know, you can always just kind of go to my website at Janet and Taylor.com. 
Awesome. We will have those linked up in the, in the episode notes. So you can find Janet. I encourage you. She has a podcast. She releases like really helpful spot on Thank you. Get your life together stuff. I love it. I love it. Um, so before we wrap up, one of the things that we talk about on this podcast is challenges that we've had to come overcome in our professional journey. And one of the things you shared is related to your, your age, because you look really young and people sometimes assume that you don't have the experience because it's, it's, it's all these different things that, that can, can work against us. So how have you overcome that? People well, for me, it, it, both of those experiences have always been when I was in person speaking. And I'll never forget, I was I was getting ready to do a presentation. I heard it from the back. What can she teach us? She's a young whippersnapper. <laughs> like, okay. But I think for those, it's just me going and just being who I am, doing the presentation, sharing the information. It really kind of changes people's mind about me. And also, I share with them when they, they hear, oh, you started your business in 1994, because sometimes they think, oh, that no that was definitely not when I was born so (laughs) (laughs) I mean you know that would be nice but no so sometimes it's just that it's just really pushing forward and just doing what I do and what I love to do and people really realize oh wait wait a minute she does know what she's talking about so yeah and it shows in your content it shows that you are the expert right and and it's it doesn't ages age doesn't matter if you've built the skills and you you it's anyone can do well not anyone can do what you do i can't do what you do but you've built the skills you've shown the results and that's that's really important so i i think it's fantastic but a great tip for anyone struggling with that somebody underestimating your your value or what you can bring to the table because of something about you and you just have to, you have to go forward with confidence. You have to, you have to know that you are the thought leader, that you have the skills, that you have the experience and there will always be somebody questioning you, but just move on. That's right. <laughs> just keep moving. Just keep moving. Well, Janet, I loved having this conversation with you. Thank you so much. I um, did too, Megan. And I just have one little tip I just want to share. And it's about right. multitasking. Uh, and right. um, so they're finding from studies that it's really good for us to focus on a single task, specifically at work, because multitasking actually doubles the time it takes us to do things. So single task at work. Now, multitasking at home, if you want to put a load of laundry in, or you want to clean or cook or do something, it's fine. But at work, single task, okay. single focused. Mm, great tip. Great tip, because we all try to multitask, but it's yeah. good to know it's not benefiting. Uh-uh. Oh. Janet, thank you for sharing all your wisdom, all your tips. If anyone's looking to get more organized or you need, you need some more routine and structure in your life, definitely reach out to Janet, go follow her, take a look at all her resources. Thank you to everyone who listened in and we will see you back here again next week with another episode. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. If you would like more information about our community, visit our website at www.iawomen.com.